Hi, Rod Sloan here, and welcome to the March 2010 edition of Moving Voices, the official podcast of the PSA. Now, this is a very special month, because next month we are having our spring convention. So, my question for you, have you booked yet? Why should you book? Who are you going to hear? Well, not only are you going to hear Chris Roycroft Davis, you're going to hear Sean Weaver, Angie Egan, Will Kintish, Jane Gunn, David Heiner, Graham Codrington, Debbie Swallow, Alan Stevens and Michael Dodd. And if that's not enough, we've also got the famous Peter Thompson speaking about growing your speaker business. You cannot afford to miss the 2010 Spring Convention in London. It's taking place at the wonderful Ambassadors Bloomsbury Hotel on Saturday, April the 24th. To book, all you need to do is get across to the PSA website, that's professionalspeakersassociation.co.uk. On the left-hand side there, you'll see events. Go and look for our National Spring Convention. Register and book. It is the best investment you can make in your speaking business. Now, let's move on. What do we have in our March podcast? First of all, we have a very entertaining and informative discussion between Jeremy Nicholas and Canadian motivational speaker Alvin Law. This took place at last year's convention and is an ideal taster ahead of our national convention next month. Then we have Mr Creativity, Aid Instone, not only talking about his business, but how, what he speaks on. So, first of all, let's hear from Jeremy and Alvin. Alvin Law is uh, with me. Alvin, I've just been speaking to uh, Tim Gard. What a fantastic performance from him tonight. He is one of the funniest men alive. The, uh, the networks need to hear from Tim. Hopefully someday soon he'll be a star and then he can buy me all kinds of drinks. And I really enjoyed your performance here. I mean, it's a, it's a, a fantastic performance. You do. I, I saw you outside smoking a cigarette with your toes. I've never seen that before. Brilliant the way you played the piano. And what an inspirational story you have. Thanks. How, how did you find the London audience? I don't know how to describe it. It's hard because I think everyone... You, you, you said we were subdued. Well, that's what they say you are. Are we? Um, you're not easily uh, stirred into hilarious laughter, but there seems to be a connectiveness that I can't quite, watch this one, put my toes on. Uh, sorry, no, really, it, it, I, I can't describe it because there's something indefinable about it. There, there's a genuine nature to, to, to British people, but I think there is an even more genuine nature to British speakers. And I think it's because the, the public, especially over here, uh, they're very, very critical of phonies. Yeah. Where in America, with respect, they're kind of used to the, There's a lot of phonies around, so they tolerate you. Mm-hmm. But here it's as almost as if, you know, I'm not going to tolerate you. You know, be honest, be authentic, or, uh, you know, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll not get my uh, regard. And I, I just can't... It's amazing here. It really, really is. I'll tell you how I am. When, when we get big-name speakers like yourself and uh, other people that we've seen over the last few days come here, I sit there, fold my arms, and think, okay, then let's see what you've got. You know, yeah. you've got a reputation, and then... 
gradually unfold my arms and I think, yeah, you're pretty good actually, and it's quite annoying. I, I, uh, I'm very tuned in to people's energy. Yeah. And uh, in my uh, feelings last night, and I bet you Tim would agree, there, there's a, a, an energy that you don't expect because of that subdued theory. Yeah. But yet there is still the energy. It comes out in ways that uh, maybe people don't even realize they're doing. Uh, you know, Tim Tonight, of course, is a natural uh, funny man. But even just whenever I wasn't being funny, there's still this amazing connection. Yeah. And, and it really is uh, memorable. I mean, I, 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 when I was asked to come back, I said, oh, immediately, yes, I love it here. I really do. I, I really, really, uh, I would never say that, uh, uh, you know, gratuitously. It's amazing. Okay, and one last thing. What, what bit of advice would you give someone getting into the speaking game as a, an old pro like yourself? Well, not that old. <laughs> what, what, what advice would you give as like a really good tip? The world needs more new ideas the world also needs a lot of old ideas made new but more than anything the world needs perspective from people so that the more we learn from everybody's opinion of themselves then we can make a better opinion of ourselves. and when we do that I don't know I'm a bit of an idealist so it sounds pretty predictable but I think the world just becomes a better place one person at a time and uh, you know what I'm living proof that you can dream something that seems impossible and then poof it just shows up. It's truly amazing. Truly amazing. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. I've really enjoyed your presentation. It's my pleasure. Great yeah. to be here. And please don't call me a poof. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Alvin. I'm sure if we have the same level of entertainment and information in London next month, we'll all leave delighted. Now, Aidan Stone. What can we say about Aid? He's a very entertaining speaker, also lots of great content. He recently spoke at the London chapter and after his speech I sat down with him to discuss his speaker business. After Aid finishes speaking, we'll also play out with one of his famous tunes. So, over to Aidan Stone. So I'm here with Aid Instone. Aid has delivered an amazing after-lunch um, workshop at the London PSA where he got us all thinking and enjoying ourselves. So, Aid, in simple terms, what do you do for your clients? I create problem solvers. I often use the phrase, I often try to avoid using the phrase increasing people's creativity, unlocking their creativity, because it, it's such a minefield of what that means to different people. Is it finger painting? Is it what you're going to get us to do? So I try nowadays to say, I'm about creating better problem solvers. How can you generate ideas? How can companies solve their problems, define their problems, and then come up with ideas to solve those problems. So I'm a facilitator that would help that process. I explain the psychology of it. I explain the, uh, how the brain works and the fact that ideas generation is a process that we can understand. We don't just sit around waiting for lightning to strike, waiting for that eureka moment. Eureka, of course, we know is Greek for this bath is too hot. But we, we want to be able we want to be able to generate ideas when we need them, those winning ideas. And usually they're staring us in the face. And it's just the people just need a little bit of a few cues and clues to be able to unlock them. Okay. And you certainly did that with us today with your, with your songs and your musicianship. So how do you normally deliver that for clients? What vehicles or what model do you have for getting that message out in front of people? It's, I think it's just turned out to be the standard sort of thing that I, I do it as a, as a 45 to an hour keynote or a half day or a full day workshop. But the interesting thing is 
is when I started speaking, I didn't necessarily know what the difference was between a keynote and a workshop and what a speech was and what a speech wasn't. So my keynotes have workshop elements in them and my workshops have keynote elements in them. So it's effect effectively, you, you, you're getting a certain length and a certain, a certain set of, of content and you can have it all day or you can have it you know, in a small chunk. But what I found from that is that a lot of people think, oh, you know, we don't want to listen to a speaker for three hours, That'd be, that would be dull. Or... or um, you know, even in, even in the keynote, there should be something else going on. And I think that's what, why I'm able to do that. I think is because I try to put I try to put in what I would want to see, which is why we, we, we're doing today. We've got the variety of having props and songs and and a bit of humour and all these sort of things. And I think that's what we should be doing as speakers. We should be putting these things in. Okay. Now I came to you for advice in 2009. Yeah, I'm a speaker, been around for a bit and struggling, not quite sure what to do. What sort of tips or what suggestions would you share with what you know to, for other speakers in the PSA? I'm very interested in, in, we call it now, we call it brand, but I'm very interested in putting in, people putting into their talks who they are, what's unique about them, their uniqueness. I want to see speakers with more uniqueness in their speeches, and we all make the mistake of basing ourselves on our favourite motivational speaker or our favourite person, whoever they may be, and following this sort of model. I think we want to, new speakers have got to get off that track as fast as they possibly can, find out what are they, what are they interested in, what's unique about them, and make, make not a cartoon character, but turn up the contrast, turn up the, the saturation on that image of, of who they are and put it into the speech. And that's the mistake I made early on by not having the guitar in there, by not having the humour in there, by not wearing um, in, in the, the, the interesting suits that I wear. But that is who I am and that is what I would naturally do. And so I should be doing it naturally on the stage. So it's about putting, putting yourself more into your speech because people are interesting. For our listeners today, you'd be glad to know that um, A's wearing... Is that purple? Is that a purple suit? Am I, am I correct in that? That's right, yes. Purple and black suit, which is very, very distinguished. So where can we find out more about what you do? Um, do you have a website? The website is aidinstone.com, but it's spelled in a weird way. It's A-Y-D-I-N-S-T-O-N-E dot com. And, and on there, if you, if you search through the website, you'll find out why I put a Y in my name. Okay. So go to aidinstone.com. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Archimedes was a Greek in the back. He said, Eureka, you got to have a laugh when you found. Another great idea Einstein was travelling on the beam of life When he thought of something strange that night That he was MC Square was right It was another great idea Another great idea Cause what we're searching for One step nearer Something simple and something beautiful tonight Something simple. 